Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to the first episode of 2023 of the Goblin Lore Podcast. And our first episode in three weeks. Um, holidays kind of came up. Uh, we were just attempted to do some recordings and just everybody's schedule is what we said can happen at this time of year. Um, we know that that's part of what has happened with us historically. So we are back and we are back with 2023, which is a perfect time to return. Um, Alex and I in the past have really liked to use these episodes in kind of almost a cliche way to just take a look at the year. Uh, last year, we really kind of talked about Rote Runner. And that reminds me, Alex, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go right now. Rote Runners is something that if you all want to listen to, uh, came about because of Alex buying one for me and then us discussing it last year for New Year's. But we also had the creator on last year. And I believe that our uh, code that he created for us for like 25% off is still good. Uh, I can say that it is because I used it a week ago. Okay. What is that code, Alex? Um, I want to say Magic Planner. We'll figure it out and it'll be in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. So Rote Runner, if people want to go back and listen to our episode from last year, um, is a mindfulness-based planner. And I'm just mentioning it at the top because it is something that's worth checking out. It is something that, uh, you know, we we... Alex got me hooked on. I was more successful with it than I had been with any planner, which is to say that uh, I think it lasted like half a year and I have plans to pick it back up. Um, but yeah, we like to kind of use the first episode of the year to kind of just look at where we're going, both as a cast and just as people. Um, last year, we had a real focus on the show of intentionality. Uh, I, I know that it was a word that I brought up on, in almost every episode that we did last year was just intentionality and, and really focusing on, well, having that mindful approach to something where you're not going in blind and goblin-like as we tend to do. So to start us off for this year, uh, well, let I guess, let's, hey, I haven't done this in a while. Uh, let's shout out um, uh, our, our friends at Grinding Coffee Company. Um, yeah. They're, they're still amazing. They still support us. And you can still use code GoblinLore to get discount. All of our discounts, and we do have discounts for original magic art. I personally am a brand ambassador for Quiver. And I will tell you that people bought lots of Quivers for Christmas. That was like a gift this year, apparently, because it would roll in and I would just be like, wow, okay, we sold another Quiver. Um, but yeah, so Grinding Coffee Company, yada, yada. Let's introduce ourselves. I'm Hobbskew. <laughs> My pronouns are he, him, and um, let's just at least do introductions first. So, Taya. Hi, I'm Taya. Happy New Year. Um, pronouns are she, her, they, them. Um, happy to be back for uh, the start of this year. And Taya, you know, I just, I don't know if this will come up in normal conversation. So I just want to say you just got back from doing a really cool con. And I was hoping you could just tell people just a, a smidge about it because I want to shout out that con yeah, too. I um I volunteer every year at OrcaCon, which is a Seattle area convention that's dedicated to inclusive gaming. Uh, it's board gaming and TGP, you know, TTRPGs all weekend with a bunch of really awesome and heavily queer crowd. Uh absolutely love it. It's a great con. It's um run by a great group of people and the, the whole idea of the con essentially started is what if a gaming con not run by old white people uh because all the other ones around here are and they've really taken it to heart it's uh it's absolutely fantastic and had a great time playing a lot of games this weekend awesome and alex how are you I'm tired but that's yeah for different reasons than last year when I had <laughs> All of when I was waiting for eight or ten months to get a CPAP, I have a CPAP. That's neither here nor there. Um, I'm because it kind of is though because we talked year, so much. Weird. We yeah. talked so much about it last oh, year. Yeah. yeah. I, anyway, I'm happy to be here. It's it's great to be recording again, and and I'm just I'm happy to. This is Goblin Lore is one of my favorite things that I do just in general and, and getting to chat with the two of you and, and other people as we get other people who want to come on this chaotic goblin <laughs> place. Like it's, it's fantastic. And so, and, and we still have these people. Oh, I, we have them. 
Yeah, they do. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, I also, like, I love this topic, and we go back to it a lot. And I'm going to say this again. It's kind of a weird meta narrative in this sense because this is literally what we're talking about. But whenever we kind of revisit topics, I want to re- mention that sometimes there are things that are one of the reasons we revisit topics is because there are things worth talking about more than once. There are things worth revisiting, rethinking about. And particularly when we can have new perspectives because time has passed or there's new people involved, that is also helpful. But just in general, it's a, I think there are things that are important to talk about more than just once. And so that's why we, we as a cast, especially in the last couple of years, because the first first like year and a half, it was pretty, pretty easy to like, let's come up with new topics. And then at that point, there's still new topics, but you start getting to, God, I really want to talk about this again. But we talked about that and, you know, it, it you know, it's I great. mean, let's be honest. I mean, that we're, we've done two episodes of Slow Bad and oh, yeah. spoiler alert, Alex, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. We will be doing Slow Bad again. I mean, yeah. so, you know, That's all sorts of revisiting does so, happen in a yes. natural way too. Yes, but I love this topic. I'm going to use this kind of as an excuse again to talk once again a little bit about the weird sort of thing that I've come to, though I haven't done it yet this year, which maybe is a good perspective to come to. But my quasi New Year's resolutions slash journaling slash planning system that I've kind of evolved over the last I don't know, 15 years of just trying to sit down and make some sort of plans. And honestly, like mindfulness tools like the Roadrunner have helped but it's just like trying to come up with some way to do some, you know, some planning and some thinking about things. And I've just, at least for me, it's helpful to have a framework, but also a framework can be restrictive. And so I found this is a great one that is a nice skeleton that I can change how I approach it every single year. So there's the flexibility while at the same time gives me a starting place, but that's for later in the episode as we get there. Um, hey, so Alex, yeah. Talking, should I go with my, because we have a question of the, of the day for this well, episode. Yeah, so it, at the beginning of the episode, I kind of mentioned the, the word intentional. And that was a word that came up a lot last year. If you go back and listen to episodes, um, it, it really was woven into a lot of what we did. Um, even just starting off with Alex giving me the Rote Runner and us talking about it, there was there is an intentionality to how the rote runner is structured in terms of just mindfulness and mindfulness based planners or just more purposeful planners i think is what it's called and so we talked a lot about intentionality and it made me get to thinking about well you know that was kind of what i felt was the word of the cast last year i really found myself identifying with it and so my thought was to start us off with just each of us kind of picking a word to kind of highlight where we see ourselves going this year, where we see it. You know, I always talk about like the New Year's is just like a, a, I love New Year's resolutions, but not in the classical sense of like these should statements. I think that's where people run into is like, oh, I, I'm going to use this as I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to start running. I should eat better. Right. And, and we've talked about like, that's why they fail. Um, and so it is a good time to just take like stock. And I think that one way, and I've heard other people talk about this is to kind of pick a word for the year. So I had put this out in my head to you two, even though it turns out (laughs) I didn't actually say anything until like two hours ago. Um, So I thought about it and assumed you both had, and apparently you didn't because you can't read my mind, but yeah. So I thought we would each do kind of a word, that we can riff off of and talk about the purpose of today's episode. Uh, how I kind of envision today's episode is I want to talk about a few things. I want to talk about the cast. I want to talk about ourselves, like where we see ourselves going this year, kind of uh, goals we may have or thoughts that we have, where we might see the cast. And then I want to open it up for hopefully to get some feedback from the listeners where you might want to see us go this year with the cast. Is there things that you want to see us do? As Alex says, we're approaching five years we're approaching 200 episodes so that's kind of the framework really rough and starting it off with the words and alex you charlatan let's have you start us off yes uh so i'm gonna go with and this is okay i found this word it works it doesn't quite feel perfect but i'm gonna go with calibrate because i realize a lot of and as i as i said i haven't sat down and kind of started my stuff for this year but i think i took a quick little think 
sitting down before we started to record, I kind of thought through the different parts of my life and the way I sort of structure these things. And I, I wrote down notes for several of these areas. And basically all of them are, I need to, I need to assess where I'm at with this and try to come up, you know, try to work out what my plan is moving forward. I need to take a look at these areas. So it's just as, as an example. And I, I have no idea who I've talked to about this. I think I may have mentioned this on the cast. I may not have, but I, I started playing World of Warcraft Classic again last fall. When I played that a year and a half previous, I that was what I did. I put lots of time. And then I started playing WoW retail at the same time. And yeah, playing playing and raiding it actively in two WoWs is a lot. It was a very lot, like two or three months. But that was my th- hobby. I did. I had a few other things. I did some reading. I, I do a couple other games here or there on the side. Obviously, I've been doing the podcast that whole time. But like that was my time. And I don't want that relationship with this game this now. But I did want to go back and spend some time with friends that I had made at that time. I wanted to renew the relationship with them. And the easiest way to do that is to play the game and meet up twice a week to go do stuff or maybe more if we're feeling it. But so I, I, over the last few months, I feel I've got a good spot with that, but that's kind of part for the rest of the year. Honestly, one of the things that I need to, to assess or calibrate is my engagement with magic as, as a whole. I still love being on the podcast. I love being part of the community. I enjoy playing the game, but I don't play nearly as often as I used to. And I don't know if that's going to change. So for me, I think that's a good word. And I there's all sorts of stuff with work <laughs> that fits that too. I talked a little bit before the cast with the with you two, but like there's stuff going on in my work right now where at least temporarily, hopefully next week this changes. But at five years in my current role, uh, coming on six, I'm the longest tenured person in the team right now. Uh, we have someone else who who has had an, um, a really unfortunate, unexpected um, – absence and and someone who retired at the end of the year but that means that i the last few weeks have really had to step into a position that i was not really expecting to be in where i'm kind of the person who knows everything so you know when when my coworker comes back hopefully next week um that'll change somewhat because they are more experienced. There's stuff that I don't know that I'm going to have to learn from them but it does mean i'm at this point now within this job in this career I need to start looking at where I'm going and what the next year, two, three years are going to be because I'm going to need to change where I'm at. Where I'm at is going to have to shift, and I just have to decide what that shift is. Okay. Calibrate. So you got to follow everything for the rest of this episode based off of calibration. Yep, that's it. That's the only word. That's the only word you're allowed to really use for an adjective. Yep. Yeah. Taya, would you like to go? I, I know that sure. you I, also were given a last minute because I, yeah, that's how my brain works. I, uh, in true red mage and goblin fashion, I am going with hedonism. Um, this is going <laughs> to yes. be the year where I just do what <laughs> I want to do. Okay. And, you know, I want to play more magic. I want to travel. I'm planning on going to whatever they call them now, Magic Fest or Magic Con Minneapolis. I'm going to go uh gonna go travel some other time as safely as i can given you know the continual plagues um but i i'm just going to do what i want to do this year and i'm going to have a good time doing it and part of that is doing this podcast Uh, that's one of those things i want to do but um my plan for the year and you know you all talk about intentionality and calibration and doing things with purpose, but I'm a red mage. I don't plan in advance. I just burn my way through everything. And that's working out so far. Yeah. I mean, right. Like I was going to say, like it's overall been working. So yeah. yeah. Say as, as a, as a lore hold mage, I, I, I respect the the hedonism and, and, and that sort of approach because I just have to plan it. Then I can light it all on fire. That's, that's <laughs> how my brain has my brain works. I I have to plan my hedonism well. Yeah. As long as I do that. Yeah. Or, yeah, I just kind of dive in. And uh, you know, whether that means spending more time with people I love, dating more people, just being out, trying to uh 
experience things that that's my plan for this year is just to do do more and uh you know like things like the the convention i just finished really you know kind of just fuels that fire to want to do more and be involved and you know just do things i want to that i enjoy well, I, I do want to highlight, you know, yes, there's a very red mage quality to it. You also did say safely. I mean, in the sense of like, you're still very mindful of, you know, you're not just running out un like masked and. No, I, yeah. I mean, like the, the convention that I was just at, you know, required full masking and everything. And that's something that's kind of important to me. So, you know, there, there's obviously I'm taking a risk in some things, you know, I've, I am going to go on Joko Cruise in March, um, even though I consider that a little risky. But they rolled over my um, they rolled over my payment two years in a row, and they're not going to do it again this year. So I either go or give up that money. So I guess I'm going on the cruise, um, and uh, you know I recognize that's a risk. Um, so and I mean that's where the, the you know my full color identity being Jess guy that's where the blue and the white comes in is doing that risk analysis. So that red is just so big that drive really does drive everything. So, my word for this year, actually. Hobbs, it better be good, because you're the one who had actual planning. Yeah, it actually is. Because it, it, it so, um, it also feels not very red, but I will, I will debate that. Um, so, so my word for this year is actually balance. Um. <laughs> I mean, that's a white spell. You're, you know, it's not red sorry. at all. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. But I almost made the joke that you were going to have to go in between the two the the two of us and then yeah. you actually do I did I mean and but 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 they're like this is so hilariously um it, and it it actually goes along with some of the things that both of you all are saying so there's a lot of things that I want to do this year that's kind of a return to the things that I've missed so GP Richmond or Magic Fest Richmond whatever I would Command Fest I don't even know whatever it was I got together in Richmond and. I did it in a way that, uh, you know, I talked about risk management, as I think you mentioned, Taya, I did a whole episode about my choice to go. And that was something that was huge for me. And leading up to then finding out that we were going to be getting an event here in Minneapolis, I've just been, that's just been on my mind. I, I've literally been planning for how to make this a party, a that's goblin party. Still Which blows is funny. me away that out of four cities, they're they're doing four of these this year. They're like, yeah, Minneapolis, that's where we want to be. I'm happy. I'm so excited, but I just I'm still a little confounded by it. Hey, I'm gonna take this as them understanding that the Goblin Lore podcast and associated other community members have been I don't know. I got nothing other than just joy. Uh, but I mean I am. I'm really excited that it's gonna be here. And you know that the we talked over the last two years, Alex, you know, I think we talked about this idea of con experiences and magic moving towards that. And Command Fest Richmond, we saw hiccups. We saw Magic Fest Vegas, and we saw where they fell short, right? And each iteration, we're, we're, even with Philly, we're seeing where they're improving. And one of the things that they're improving with is they're actually allowing for con submissions right like we, we can submit a panel in fact that's one of my plans for the year you know if i'm looking at the the balance here i want to be able to throw my love of magic into the areas that i have the brain power for which is you're saying alex with the relationship with the game it may be a lot less plain and that doesn't matter it doesn't mean i need to not have a relationship with magic because i'm not playing anywhere near where i used to be playing um nor do I need to. We talked about this from day one. One of the reasons we love this game is you can be, you could never play the game. Yeah. I mean, I genuinely spent two years not yeah. playing because I didn't, yeah. I, did, I, I just, for me, it's tough to play the online electronic variants of the game. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm glad they exist and that people love them. But it's hard for me because as much as I love building decks, there's some good expression and there's some creativity and there's some things that I love there. By and large, the game itself is not the main reason I want to play Magic. It's a good game to get a group of people that I want to hang out with together. And then I get to hang out with them and do this thing that's fun. Over so for the, me, yeah, anyway. Over the last four years, I've seen that it's it's a platform to for me to be able to marry the two things that are important. And I think this is where the balance comes in. Um, 
you know, I, 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 my job's kind of hit some snags in terms of like, I'm, I'm at a cap of where I can go without, you know, greatly changing things, but yet I'm able to do this podcast or as people may know, since I've now completely outed myself because the Dungeons and Dragons group that my VA does got featured in the Minneapolis paper, like I'm finding ways to do that. And so it doesn't involve me needing to play commander. Now, this is where it's balanced because I still do need to play because I the things that have become important to me over the last two years are this podcast, uh, having a voice or a place to be able to talk about mental health and other things like reproductive rights and everything else that we talk about on this show and events that I'm involved in. So it's like the the, the fact that I can get involved with charity work, I can get involved with us pitching a panel and like I, I have full faith like i i i i literally the moment i saw that we were going to be able to before taya had even fully joined the show because we hadn't gotten that far i reached out to taya michelle chase and alex and was like well we're we're pitching something right like this is the perfect idea this is what i want from the game even if i'm not playing and that's where i think that this balance piece comes in and i'm i'm this is the year where i'm having a full re-examination of my relationship with magic as a playing game or a trading card game versus way more of the community and that word balance also means i think you know alex you and i have talked about healthy and unhealthy relationships where people's entire identity get wrapped up into something and for a long time I'm not saying my entire identity has been wrapped up in magic, but I also think that's one of the reasons I've been able to do better about uh, managing online interactions and managing, you know, whatever the drama of the day is and still feel that I can engage in Twitter without it becoming overwhelming, which it was. And that's where that balance has come in. And I've also discovered my like love of photography, which is, the joke being i think we now given that we've now been talking and i don't know when we started recording i am looking at going harder at that hobby which is also another expensive one so i'm gonna have to make sacrifices so my word is 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 balance and my word is always i i always am shooting for the gray but i think with magic this year it's gonna take it to even the next level yeah no, I like that. And I was, I was going to make some reference to Aristotle because that's part of his uh, – my weird little th- couple of philosophy classes I took at the U before I stopped going when I was thinking about pursuing that as a as a major. But that was his thing was – it was in all things balance like that, in all things moderation. Like that was a big part of, of his philosophy, which is why his more than some of the other moral philosophy systems were ones that appealed to me. Um, yeah. I love I love that the, the the balance and things, and and trying to. I think that 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 definitely fits. Honestly, that all of these can really work well together. All three of the words we have: calibrate, and balance, and, and hedonism. It's it's finding a place. <laughs> I, I th- honestly think this all works. I mean, not just because, frankly, all of us have have red in our color pie, which is why this is so great. And I think there's so much chaotic goblin energy in this podcast that we make together, but. There's, it's finding that place for just doing, like you said, Taya, just doing the things that make you happy. That is, that is so important and it gets lost so easily, especially in conversations like this. And this is, as you alluded to, Hobbs in the opening, one of the reasons I love talking about planning, especially around the beginning of the year, is because I think so many conversations about New Year's resolutions frame it or look at it in such an unhelpful way. Let's call it an unhelpful way. I want to say bad or it's not good, but it's like if it works for some people, it works. But I think by and large, the way those are framed is so unhelpful because like you say, it's I'm going to quit smoking. And then the first day you miss, well, that it's done. It's all, it's over. I, I failed my goal of nev- not smoking for the entire year. I failed my goal of doing X exercise. And the thing is, is most of these are about things that aren't going to necessarily make you happy on their own. It's not, I want to be more healthy so that I can X or Y. It's not, I want to fee, you know, to be able to, to run a marathon because this is a thing I enjoy. It's, I'm ashamed or I feel bad because I'm fat. I want to lose weight, which is not bad to necessarily lose weight, but it's coming from a negative thing and it's not looking at 
trying to build something positive, trying to build something good for you. And so they just feel bad, whether you're succeeding or not. And I, I, that is part of like having these conversations. I think it's better to frame things like building goals in, in, you know, the smart way or whatever. It's building goals that have measurable things and that you know what you're building towards. Um, for, for myself, um, I'll talk about my weird little thing real quick. I have six group, six parts of my life that I sit down and I think about. This isn't just what are my goals. This is where do I feel like I'm at in my life right now in this category. So it's, it's vocational, financial, recreational, social, personal, and physical. And if, I had to play with language and thesaurus because I loved the idea of them all having the same end sound there. But the point is, you know, my job, where my money, you know, my finances are at, where my social life is at, my, my hobbies, all of these parts of my life, where do I feel like I'm at and where do I want to be? And so it's not just about, I want to do this very specific thing. It's, it's about thinking about there's a lot of introspection in it. And for me, that can be really important because I get lost in the weeds as I probably have twice in this sentence since I started talking. So having a system, having something like this, that's not just about make this goal. It's sit down and why do I want, you know, what, what do I even, how do I even feel about my job right now? Before I even worry about what my goals are, because I can't make a goal if I don't know how I feel about my job right now. And so I sit down and in each of these six categories, I have my current state. That's the first thing. Where do I, what do I feel about this? Where do I think I am? And then I'm looking forward. And that's where I start to think about where do I want to go? That works for me. It's a big, like I said, it's a thing I built for a while. It's taken me a while to get to this. And I also very specifically don't try to sit down on the first of every year and write it. Last year, I started writing this thing in December. Well, would have been December 21, 4, 22. This year, 23, I haven't even started it yet. I sit down when I feel I have something I need to sit down and start writing. I'm thinking about it around the end of the year, around the beginning of the year, and then I start to work on it through that time. I give myself the time to work, excuse me, work through it. I don't know. I'm sorry, you two. I feel like I've been talking for a long time. No, I mean, you, you've described your calibration process. You're fitting right in on your word choice. I mean, that the Thank process you, you described is calibration. You know, and I, I think it's uh, it, it's an important process to go through, especially, you know, the way you describe breaking down your life into segments and, you know, taking the time to think about each one um, where I have trouble thinking about what I'm going to have for lunch tomorrow. Um, and I'm already starting off the new year with a lot of change. I start a new job tomorrow. Um I left my last job the last week of the year. So that's pretty big. Um, and yeah, for me, it's kind of like I wasn't even planning on getting a new job, but got, you know, a recruiter reached out with a really good offer. And now I'm here. And that's kind of the way that I go through uh, following things is just, you know, kind of following where life leads me. And it's, definitely the opposite of the thoughtful and mindful planning that uh you perform but i like how you broke that down and kind of decide where you want to set your goals and when you you know you could talk about when you're ready to set your goals what they'll be um I like the use of the word calibration because calibration is like a fine tuning. It's it's like you you it's like a, it's like you start broad and then you can kind of top down approach it to where you're you're you know it doesn't you don't have to have the answer now you just need to have a direction, right, Alex? Like you need to at least have these categories because mm -hmm. it gives you a framework because you know that you don't do well without having some sort of even fake imposed structure. We've talked about yeah. this. Yeah. And, and for me, again, it's, I, to go back to the, the lore hold thing, it's funny. There's some years where I will really come back to this three, four, five times throughout the year. There are some years where I come uh, like one year, I literally did a mid-year check-in like this was my review at work. And then there's some years where like, I have not even looked at my 2022 setup since I finished writing it in like February last year. And so it's like some years I really need that. Some years I, I'm just fine with this being not necessarily a time capsule thing, but it's like I sit down at that point in time, where am I at? What am I thinking about? And then like now 
2020, beginning of 2023, I'll go back and look at it. And that, and that'll help jog some things in my mind about, oh yeah, you know, this was something I was thinking about and I didn't really do anything in this direction. Or maybe I won't find anything like that, but that's, that's, that's a thing that I can find sometimes. It gives me those starting points that sometimes I completely ignore later. I, I joked about the, I need the structure so I can burn it down, but that sometimes is what I do. But at least for me, it gives me that starting point. I need somewhere to start. Sometimes I want that whole structure to build everything around. Sometimes I don't, but I always need a starting point. And so I found this is a perfect way for me to always have a starting point. So I really want to highlight in some ways, so something that kind of stood out to me uh, with your idea of hedonism, um, Taya, is like you, you tend to end up still heading in a direction and i i actually think what's hilarious is it capitalizes off of chaos theory so i don't know if i've discussed this when you've been on before but there's a theory behind vocational um like pursuits like looking for jobs that is based entirely in chaos theory which is breaking that down to like the simplest is is that random events happen frequently Right. Like that's the whole mm -hmm. idea of randomness. Random yeah. events happen. You just have to, they appear random because we don't think, like you said, you weren't looking for a job, a recruiter reached out to you. Um, I can give an example of um, I was in California this past week. I was visiting with a high school friend who happens to be married to a movie star whose friend plays D&D &D, and we got talking about the D&D &D group at my VA and he wants to pass on that like article to them, right? Like that's, that's, that's chaos. That's red. That's random. But at the same time, I had to be in a position to start a conversation to just capitalize mm -hmm. on that. And I think that that's where that hedonism piece is, is like, there's a responsibility to it, right? Like there's certain things that you're enjoying, but as you've said, there's a risk management, but you are also just setting yourself up to where if this comes along, you can do it. Yeah. And, you know, I recognize I'm in a pretty privileged place where I can do stuff like that. And it's, uh, and yeah, it's, you know, it's like for the job is I've been doing this career for, you know, almost 20 years. So I kind of have, you know, I have a background that tends to do things like attract recruiters. So it's not necessarily random as much as, you know, I've kind of positioned myself in a good spot. I'm, I'm in a high demand career that's always uh, having people look for, uh, you know, look for new hires. And that's actually one of the first things I have to do on my new team is hire people, um, which is always challenging in my career. Field. Uh because it's just so competitive and yeah, part of it is just putting yourself in that position and that does require some mindfulness or planning. And I, I've kind of worked at what I do for a long time and I've developed my career in kind of the direction I want to go. But I just, I'm not the kind of person who can easily answer that. Where do you see yourself in five years question? Because I, honestly don't know where I gonna, you know, I don't, you know, know where I'm going to see myself because a lot of times I just follow my comfort level. And, you know, if I get to the point where I would like to, um, find something where I could stick around five years or more, the, the, the talk earlier about, you know, being only being there for five years and now being the one with, with the most experience is kind of amusing to me because I have, I've been on you know, my last two jobs is I've gotten to the point where I've been there 18 months and had the most experience on the team. Yeah. It's, uh, and a lot of times just end up in that position where I, I'm looked for as the expert or I've got the longest tenure and that's pretty common in my field. And, you know, the idea of, um, even being in a job for five years is sort of unusual. Uh, so there's, kind of that, that continual change and turnover and um, always looking for something new. But, you know, I had to put myself in that position to begin with to make it happen. Yeah. So 
with me and balance, I will say that the reason that that's my word for this year is because I don't tend to do as well with balance over historically. Uh, I tend to throw myself into things, especially things that I get really excited about. Part of this is, you know, part of this in some ways ends up being my depression coming through because I chase whatever feels good and right. And then I want to keep going in that direction and I can get deep enough in that at times I'm not really enjoying the thing that is meant to be the enjoyment. And to step back and to actually say, okay, I might need to spend this year re-examining my relationship with something that I've been, I mean, if we want to look at Twitter as being kind of like the entry point to a certain level of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Degree of engagement, level yeah. of engagement that, that's different than what you most people have. I've been on for 10 years and I, I joined to be part of magic. Um, it's a daily thing. I check it, right? Like it's a very important, huge part of my life that has made things like moving to Minneapolis possible, right? Like part of what I moved is that I knew I had community here. There's been a lot of things there, but I do think that it's important that I am examining my relationship with the community and with the game and with things that I think may be problems. And so, uh, it's just a, I, I, so that's what I kind of like, that was my thought, right? Like originally I wanted to see as we're talking about this, how it relates to magic, I'm wondering what people are thinking in terms of just their their words or whatever it is. What are some things that you're hoping to maybe see for, let's just start with the cast. I mean, Taya, you're newer to us because you wanted to return to casting. So obviously, this opportunity presented itself and you jumped at it, right? Like mm -hmm. Once again, in that chaotic way, you kind of just threw out a tweet. Alex and I had talked behind the scenes, but we just kept like slipping our mind as yeah. most things do. And <laughs> sorry, it's like it does. Yeah. Alex and I have great conversations and we forget them. Um, but like I saw your tweet. So like you put yourself out there in some ways for, yeah. yeah. And just kind of jump out there. So, you know, what, what I'd like to see for, you know, the coming year for the cast is, you know, I'd be interested in seeing, um, you know, where our conversation goes. We have, you know, another six months of the Phyrexian menace and, you know, keeping that it is kind of diverged from the cast as we can to respect Alex's um, position. And, um, then what do we have forward to look, you know, what do we have to look forward to afterwards? And we're like looking at Eldraine and Ixalan and, you know, we have some really, probably some really positive stuff towards the end of the year to look for. That's going to be kind of a, a palate cleanser after um, the, you know, sipping all of this glistening oil for a while. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to that and bringing in, in a more of the lore again uh, onto what we do. And I'd like to be able to bring in the past lore as well and, and talk about, um, you know, the story ties and where we're going um, and just, uh, you know, I'd like to keep bringing on some really great guests. That's something that the cast has always done is had some awesome guests that have expertise in their areas and are willing to talk about it and, bring their own stories with them. And that's something I want to see happen this year. And, you know, I think we've already, we've had discussions of people to bring on in the near future. And I'm really excited to see where that goes. So I am curious with that, you know, it, you know, coming in, being able to basically put your stamp on the show right away. I mean, there's a reason we asked you to come on. We feel that you already meshed in well with what Alex and I do, but like, you know, there's a lot of flexibility there. How can you bring your hedonism to this season or this, this year or this, <laughs> this month? Like, <laughs> like, I think, you know, I think I've kind of already done it with, you know, some of the, the episodes and just like pitching the holiday episode and stuff is just, I have an idea that comes to mind and I like, can we do this? You know, and I really am, um, you know, I am the goblin chasing the shiny object. I come up with something. I'm just like, well, that sounds neat. Why don't we talk about it? And I, I hope that brings something to the show and, you know, kind of drives, you know, like you say, we're closing in on 200 episodes, five years. Um, you know, hopefully I, I can bring some um, some chaotic energy to uh, what we talk about over the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I, I've said, you know, the nature of this show, and Alex and I talked about this when, you know, when Joe left and we had to make a decision, we both said that there, there really is nothing, what was awesome about just the framework that we had from Joe, the framework that Alex and I decided to piggyback off of is, it really is something that th- there is no end point that, in, unless we want to, right? And I think that's the other thing. We're all three people that can step away from this. We, we, we've talked about this a little bit. You know, you mentioned your privilege with your job. Like, like we can do what we want to do, mm-hmm. which to me has that hedonism aspect of th- th- we can do what we want on the show, right? Like we we don't have we're not beholden to. Like if things go south or numbers aren't as good on an episode, but we're happy with it, that we have to be worrying about that. Yeah. I mean, and, and it, it fits in and, and the hedonism thing fits in a little bit too with, with something I've talked about here and there. I know a couple of times on the cast, but again, it's, it's been a lot of episodes and years. Um, but like one piece of, of like black's color pie that I very, very specifically have been trying to cultivated myself is maybe a weird way to say it, but it's one of the things that, that I really have been trying to very specifically be more active in or more cognizant of both for myself and for others is the whole idea from that each person knows best how to take care of themselves. And so for a, I have to have been giving myself the opportunity to take care of myself and, and take the time to identify and just do that. Um, but also that is a good thing sort of externally. You give other people the, the, the opportunities to make those choices to take care of themselves. And that's a thing that honestly, I think that's why by and large people stay at the company I'm at as long as they do. And, and there's a little bit in the financial industry, the financial industry is just weird. I'm still, one of our systems is in DOS and we still use that. It's just a strange place. Wow. But, and there's half, half our, half our listeners, half, are, stuff is like, half our listeners are it, like, what's DOS? I, yeah, it, it's, there's, there's a section in it where you can't actually use backspace button. It like breaks the program. And I joke, it's because it was invented before the backspace, which isn't true because you can use it in other parts, but it's, it's a thing, but like part of what I think by and large, my company's good at is it allows, it, it allows the people to do what they need to take care of themselves. That's why we, we've got some good vacation time and stuff like this is where I'm, I'm very privileged where I have a, I actually in America work for a company that by and large in its actions seems like it cares for the people who work there, which is sort of revolutionary and it sucks that that's the case or maybe noteworthy and it sucks that it's noteworthy, but that's a thing. And so for myself, again, to kind of to try to bring it back to the cast, and, and that's where I think hedonism is a, is a great word, and it kind of it fits that sort of idea, or, or in a corporate term, at least has good synergy with it. Um, and so that's a, that's a part of, that's part of why I, I love that word so much, Dan. I think that's such a, such a great um, focus. It's such a great focus and, and a thing to keep in mind. Even as for myself, I have other things that I'm sort of thinking about that's I'm glad, especially you bring it up on this episode and like, this is sort of your word for the year because that will help me not lose that maybe, because that's a thing that I will in, in trying to build this system, which is always too elaborate. There's a reason I love Rube Goldberg machines. I will often lose what it's, I, I will lose track of the trees for the forest because I'm building this thing. And, and then it's like, but am I having fun? Like, is this actually worth all the effort I'm putting into? I I am a person who I have weird places where I'm very organized in places and some places where I'm not. But one of the things that I do genuinely right now in front of me, I have Google docs and Google sheets tracking stuff for my hobbies. I like making lists. I like making spreadsheets to track things. One of the things I did over the holidays was make a spreadsheet of all of my um, commander decks and split them out by color identity and which color identities I'm missing and, you know, update my online deck list for the ones that might have been out of date. And so sometimes I do organize stuff. It doesn't happen a lot, but sometimes it happens. And and like for me, there's a thing like I use some of them a lot. And then there's ones what I've kind of been doing a little bit in the background here is then there's ones from like three or four years ago. I haven't looked at in that in, in at least two years. And I'm like, Ooh, this is, 
it's a weird time capsule for me. It's a way in a, it'll, in a sense, it's a way for me to kind of build some memories for myself that are external to my own brain because I don't always keep track of memories in my own brain very well. And that's where (laughs) my goal system that I explained is also part of that for myself. I can go back to 2016 and I have these goals written out for 2016. And that is a vision into my past that I have not had for a very long time. Oh, I have one from 2013. Alex, so it's, it's like, I, uh, I, I made an oof sound, and yes. I want you to be very clear that that oof sound was because um, I've been discussing this a little bit more and more, but uh, like I, I've, I've, I've legitimately been diagnosed with depression since I was 18 years old. I am 43, and it took me a very long time to realize that my memory is like shit. Um, and like, I feel robbed a lot of times and it's only been in the last couple of years that I'm getting like angry about it, but it is one of the things that's helped me discover why I think I like photography and why I like now having a cell phone in my pocket. Um, and why I like to take photos all the time. Like, I feel like, I feel like I'm such like, ah, I'm taking photos of my food. I'm taking photos of this, but like, it's because I want to go through them because I literally at times could not tell you, or I can't bring up an emotional tie to events that I know happened. And so that just hit me hard. So that oof was definitely meant to convey that not (laughs) to whatever you were saying. I'll say, say, (laughs) wow, that sounded bad. And then I just let Alex keep going. So I'll say, I I understand that I know that, but at the same time, one of the things to be cognizant about when you're a content creator doing podcasts like this is also to know that the listeners don't always know what the, the, you know, the, the people making the content know. And so I appreciate you taking the time to clarify that too. <laughs> I was like, even wow. If, if, People I, are like, this shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> but if I understood that, I I think it was a good thing to, to clarify that. So I've, Alex, with for you, calibrate. Yes. Because that's, we're going to stick with these words. I am, I am milking this for everything that it can be. Mm-hmm. How does that affect what you think for the cast this year? Well, I, it's... How dare you choose that word? No. Yeah, it's it's the thing I kind of tell myself every year of, well, this is the year I'm going to sit down and I'm going to I'm going to try to do more stuff for the cast. And it's honestly, maybe it's the year that I need to sit down and assess what I'm thinking about for the cast, the the, the goal that I haven't hit for the last three years, because one of the things that I kind of maybe fancifully want to, to do and, and maybe I need to just kind of again calibrate reassess what I'm aiming for. But there's a or hand- say it out loud so it's on I, tape. Yes, like I, I'm building there, Hobbs. I, I can't use ten words when twenty will do. Um, <laughs> so one of the things that I don't know, episode eighteen or nineteen or whatever, I think a lot about the Nissa and Burnout episode. It was the first episode. I want to say it was the first episode that I sat and I wrote the whole thing. Maybe there was there was the friendship with uh, uh, Sam Tang that might have been the first one, but it was one of those two. Was were the first episodes of the cast that I sat down and I put a bunch of work into into writing out the pieces and doing some research and and a big part of what makes this cast is the conversation, especially as of late. I'll say that that was a thing Joe brought more or organization and and pre thought out stuff that we sort of jumped off of and then went back to and then jumped off of. So we're our, sort of the style that we've drifted into with Hobbs and I, and especially I suspect Taya here too. At least the, the episodes you've recorded with us, um, and especially you talk about Goblin Energy. I think we'll have the conversation as the centerpiece. So having those high, you know, big structured episodes is not necessarily what we need to be doing. But in my head, for the last few years, it's been like I want to sit down and, and write out some of these episodes and have this. I have. I have one that I talked to you about Hobbs actually four years ago that I still haven't finished writing the show notes for. And that, but that shows you part of why I think I haven't hit that. And now that we're, I'm talking this out, it's like, well, yeah, maybe the part, maybe the point of this year is for me to reassess sort of my preconceived notions about what that means to sit down and work on the cast. Maybe there's different ways for me to go about coming up with new episodes and building sort of some content for us to, to make content around. Um, so I don't have any specifics right now, but that 
if that was an answer to your question. If it wasn't, you'll have to ask it again. No, I think it was because, you know, one of the things that you've talked about is, you know, your creative outlet. Uh, you talk about like the writing con for uh, 7th Street, 4th Street, 4th my, Street. 4th Street. Um, you know, th- that's an element of storytelling that you really enjoy. And elements of narrative that we've brought into the show are things that you've talked about wanting to actually write out more detailed show notes, like sketching out some episodes. And so that's what I was wondering, because there are some episodes, as you're saying that to me, I always worry about like episodes getting too big. Um, Yeah. And, and, and to, and the thing is, is, and I'm just getting more frustrated at myself again, like you're talking about getting frustrated, but it's like, there, we've I've had episodes where I sort of do that. We've had some episodes like that where I brought uh, it was you Hobbs, myself, uh, Reinhardt, and Chase. Like when we did the heroic sacrifice episode, where we kind of brought in ties from the story stuff I talked about with Reinhardt a lot. Brought in the stuff that that you and Chase and I will talk about with mental health stuff, but in particular when we uh, did the suicide ideation episode with them. Um, well, the first time they were on the cast, that was what around four was that four, episode 48, 49. Like that was the first time Chase recorded with us. So it's like that brought to a lot of that stuff together. And honestly, that was the, it was a thing I'd had in my head. It was a great recording. I, it's one of my proudest episodes that we've done. I love that episode. But like, I honestly, while we were doing it in the back of my head, because, you know, I'm a charlatan, I'm thinking, I did not do as much prep on this as I wanted to. I wanted to have this stuff written up. I wanted to have that stuff written up. I wanted to research some more things. We're just recording it because it's hard to organize four people, and let alone Chase, who is amazing and super busy, so they're hard to schedule with. I'm like, let's we just got to go with what we got. And and kind of couldn't, I don't say I couldn't enjoy it. I definitely enjoyed the recording. But it's like, if I just let go of some of that stuff, I'd have enjoyed it more, I'm sure. See, hedonism. It all comes back to hedonism. Well, yeah. it's letting go, right? Like of expectations, yeah. things that well, we've and, talked about and on the show. Where, it comes to calibrate too. It's 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 calibrating my expectations, thinking about what am I expecting? What am I, and what's realistic to expect for? And what's even like good to expect for, if that makes sense? Like what even is worth it if that, makes sense or, or would be good for the show. If I have these expectations, if I have my expectations calibrated to a certain style that doesn't fit how we best work, that's not a good calibration. That's not a good expectation. Even if it would be good for different people or a different style at a different time, there's nothing wrong with doing that thing. But if it doesn't fit what we're doing now, then it's not great. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I guess me and balance and where I see that for the cast this year, um, I see it coming in with, I want to make sure that we're giving, uh, I make, want to make sure that we're giving weight to the things that need to be given weight and that we are also still having fun, which is something that is easy for us to move away from the, the lighthearted episodes are ones that we can just actually our food episodes. We haven't done in a while, right? Like things that we've, built in that I think are important to do. I think they're necessary to offset the fact that we have been willing to, and I, and I want us to continue to be willing to hit heavier topics. Um, and I think that that's where to me, this show and like, it it very much is a goblin element to me. Like there, there is the ability to have both as we've talked about the legends of the, the goblins and the, the better representation that we've seen that there is this move to the like, levity is important. So is community. And those are the two most important elements to me of goblins. Like when we talked with spice, that was what it came down to for me, like moments of levity. They need to have some comic relief. There needs to be room for humor in while also saying like there's shitty and horrible things in this world that we need to not sweep under the rug and we need to not just ignore. And there is room for both. You know, I think of when I say balance, like there is room for both of those things. I think of this as kind of that thing where like, uh, if, if you're not like people will make this remark when you're, you know, if you're not, I I get it with that. Like the whole idea is like, you're you express something that's that that you really enjoy and people are like well why aren't you thinking about this negative thing that's happening in the world at the same time well we're humans we're complex right i can do both and i think recognizing that there is a balance between 
enjoyment of the game, enjoyment of the community, the things that are funny, while also saying like, hey, let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about representation, whether it's sexuality, gender, race, whatever it is in magic. Like, let's talk about where these problems are and we've been willing to do it. I And I think that that's something that I want us to continue doing. Balance for me means we start i start working on planning the mental health charity event which is a, a big portion of mine it has a lot of ties to the show that i make sure i have a good team around me and i don't end up streaming for 16 hours of the 24 total that we were on or whatever you know what i mean like like to the point where i was a blubbering mess and just bawling on camera which people love don't get me wrong like that might bring in donations i need to be able to 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 think about where that balance lies um you know where is my expectation for what we do for magic fest minneapolis people are going to come to town i'm going to want to see and be with everybody and that's not going to be realistic so what do i do to, to balance that and what do i do to balance the time that i need alone because alex you and i have talked about the ambervert thing um you know it, the, the the idea that we both are people who like crowds and Taya, I don't know fully how where you fall in this. I know you mentioned it a little bit when we were talking about recording for this weekend, but like we're people that like to be engaged. We're also people that need recharge. Oh, definitely. I mean, my um, like I said, I volunteer for OrchidCon. My responsibility is managing the quiet room, and that was something where I just kind of got. Um, kind of volunteered myself for because they just added it as an afterthought one year or kind of a, Oh, this would be a nice to do. And I went up and thanked the director of the con for doing that because I, I, you know, sneaking away to be someplace quiet every once in a while when you're in the middle of a con, even if you're having a lot of fun is something I need to do. And then I, I became in charge of it. <laughs> I've been in charge of it for several years. Now. Um, that's always how you get involved in volunteering for cons. Yeah, I was going to uh, say that's, yeah, you, you have a great yeah. idea and you suggest it and then now you're the person. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, I am very much that way where I need to, I, I love doing those things. I love being involved, but I also, I, I need my quiet time and I need to be alone. And usually by the end of like a, a magic fest weekend, I am, burnt uh i always try to take the day off after the monday after to just relax before going back to work um, and i had to learn that's something i had to learn mm-hmm. yeah i learned that after doing lots of conventions that take that day off to have at least a day bef- between the con and go back to work yeah so like, it's super important for me too so for me, for the for the cast this year, I just want to see it keep going. I love doing it, right? Like I thought about this, like you know, when when times have been stressful, and I've I've had a lot of stress. So this is you're hitting at the perfect time of just like a confluence of after holiday yeah, stress and traveling and everything else. And you know, I had to you know I have to re- continually reevaluate my relationship with the game. And so like I've actually added a second big project this year that is completely not magic related. Um, I'm still in the early planning stages, but I've decided that like I'm proud of my like photography work where it is so far, and I'm gonna try to do a calendar that I can like actually put out this year of twelve photos that I did and do something that's in a completely different realm of my comfort in terms of creativity. But like I'm adding that in as kind of a balance to my relationship with magic. So <sighs> yeah. I think that's a that's probably a good place to wrap it. It's a nice balanced uh, out there. <laughs> well, we calibrated from moment one, and you know we're making sure that we're still allowing for proper levels of hedonism yeah. when when everybody I, comes I, to Minneapolis. I think that I mean, feels like a good place to to end this. So yeah. I'm actually not going to because I'm throwing out there that I would like to hear from people. Like, this is one of those ones that we don't, you know, we, we ask questions online, we talk in our Discord, which if you're not in our Discord, like, go join it if you like our show at all, because honestly, I am in very few Discords that I'm active in, and that Same. is one of the most active Discords I'm, I'm in across all of them. Yeah, it's a great group of people. 
And so I know that they'll give us feedback. I want to know from people out there, like, what would you like to see from our cast? Like, I am always of the mindset of like, let us know. Yeah. And if you don't have like a specific things, like what that we've done, have you enjoyed more than other things? Sure. What, yeah. What kind of hedonism do you want us to get into this year? Right. Exactly. Like, do you need us when we have Magic Fest Minneapolis to run like a chopped style episode in my kitchen where Taya <laughs> might light something on fire and burn down my house? I mean, like, do you want that? Because we can do it. I think I'm, I might want that now. <laughs> and that's our show for today. You can find all of the hosts on Twitter for now. Hobbs can be found at HobbsQ. Taya can be found at Taya Transcends. And Alex can be found at Mel underscore Chronicler. Feel free to send us any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to the Goblin Lore Pod on Twitter or email us at goblinlorepodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, our link tree can be found on our Twitter account and in the description of today's show. This has everything from various discount codes to the link for our Patreon. The music for today's show was by Bindergotten, who can be found at Vintergotten at Bandcamp.com. The art was done by Stephen Raphael, who can be found at Steve Raffel on Twitter. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers. <laughs> <laughs>